Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastival, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, in the podcast, where I invite my guests to come on, talk to me all about their musical tastes, their memories, their experiences, and they also get to collate their fancy festivals, which I have christened Fantastivals. We are now on episode number 97, as we move closer and closer to the big 100. But before we start this episode, I just want to give a shout out to the Heavy North uh, who were my guests in episode 96 last week. Great bunch of lads and absolutely great band. So make sure if you haven't listened to that episode, you go back and listen to that episode and also give their album a listen. And if you like the album, why not go and see the boys on tour this coming September? So thanks again to the Heavy North. Fantastic having them on. And I'm delighted to say in this episode, I've got another uh, three guests from the same band. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm so impressed with this band and so glad to get a few of the guys on. So ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Andy, Greg and Russ from the amazing Spiral Cities. Chaps, good evening. How are you? How are you doing, man? How are you doing, Steve? Hi, you're doing great. You're doing great. How are you? All good. All the better for having... Happy to be here. Another... Yeah, thanks, My pleasure. My pleasure. It's great to have another great upcoming band on the podcast and so many members of said band so like I did last week I'll ask you all about how you've been because I'm aware that it's been a difficult year or two we seem to be coming out of that now and you know everyone seems to be cracking on with their lives going back to gigs getting back to band rehearsals and just getting back to their their normal day in day out so I guess I'll start with you Andy how have you been mate over the last year or two? Last year or two, I've actually been I've been pretty good. I've started kind of I started a new apprenticeship studying wise, um, so that's kind of kept me going along with uh, getting in the studio. It was a bit tight at first um, and a bit hard, also not being able to kind of get in and work with your friends and music and stuff. But in the last year or so that we've been in, it's it's, it's changed a bit, and uh, I'm just happy to be able to get in with these, these lot. But I say that most of the time I'm happy to get in with them, but some of the things I can't be can't be asked with. But majority of the time it's good fun. <laughs> Lovely to hear. And Greg, <laughs> what about yourself as the drummer, as the man who keeps the beat in the band? How have you been, mate? Yeah, good. I mean, obviously, we we came together with... So Ross and Andy were obviously part of the band with Scott already. And then myself and Fraser, the bassist, we came in basically in the midst of the first lockdown. That's when we kind of met up and got together. So it's it's never really been an easy ride. So it's just kind of... It's, obviously, it's getting to a good bit now. We've kind of got our freedom. We can move about, we can start to work together and get a lot more gigs going. And Ross, what about yourself? How have you been? Hey, I've been good, mate. Um, I've got a baby on the way, not myself, but so <laughs> in the next week or so, could be any time now, so I may need to jump off straight away after this, but no, it's all good. We, As, I, as Greg was saying, uh, me and Andy and Scott have been in the band and stuff like that. They just came to my house in about three years ago, convinced me to start a band again, and I just was like, no. Can't be asked for this. No, I'm not going through that again because just it's a lot of effort and commitment and stuff. And then we just started playing songs and we got a few boys in for practices and stuff. And it was great at first and then everything. And it just kind of snowballed and you kind of get the bug for it back again. And then, like, you have a, maybe, I don't know, a bassist, drummer, and then for whatever reason doesn't work out and you get another one. And then we stumbled across Greg and Haggy and we thought, oh, God, fuck it, they'll do, won't they? So. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to find out how people got in to play music and how and how the bands kind of evolved. So I guess you've kind of explained that quite well. But I guess, Ross, let's ask you first, how did you get into playing the guitar? What what was the kind of the main point for you in, in playing um, the guitar? I was, it was just kind of first year at school. And then I had my pal, 
I'm reluctant to name people and give people compliments and stuff, but it was my pal Kenny who played the guitar on this. <laughs> and he was a lot cooler than me, and I was not very cool. And I like music, I always had an interest in it, and I just thought that it'd be quite good to, to learn how to do that. And I picked it up reasonably quicker than, than most things that I'd picked up. So I just kind of went with it, and I was just obsessed with it from the start. I then just started kind of jamming with my pals, and then, I don't know, just kind of thought that, this is the only thing I want to do. And in school, I didn't want to do anything else apart from like play football and play music. And was it wasn't ever going to be a football, unfortunately. So I just thought, well, try and do some sort of music course. And then that's where I kind of stumbled upon. I met Andy in the college, and then that went into uni and stuff like that. And we've always kind of had an in, like an interest in it. We're always playing bands together, whether it's just kind of writing stuff ourselves or like in like kind of function bands and stuff. We've always kind of it's always for some reason either just me and Andy and Scott, we've always played together. And then we've kind of just carried that through. And then that's when, when they came to my house a few years ago, I was like, no, I'm not playing with you guys again. No way. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's crazy how much of a buzz it is. It's something that's just so missing in your life when you don't have it. And you thought I thought I just parked it for that part of my life. And I was like, do you know what? Let's get this back. And even if it's just practicing and writing a few tunes, it was... That was good enough for me, but obviously just playing the gigs and that's even better. And Andy, what about you? Was yours a similar story to Ross's or have you kind of did you find playing guitar for a different route? Yeah, kind of similar. I think I, I was young, but I was very young and I thought I'd start guitar and I just didn't have the patience or anything for it. Maybe when I was about 11 or 12 or something and I could not be bothered with it. Uh, and then I went a few years without it. And uh, I think it was, uh, I used to be in the kind of heavier music back in the day and I remember listening to Master of Puppets by Metallica. That a different genre to what we're like now, but uh, that's what got me into, uh, that was my kind of equilibrium moment. And it got me into kind of playing guitar again. And ever since that, it was just been the only thing, same as Ross, the only thing I've been into. It's like through school and things like that. I think it was the only thing that I actually passed in school. I got a good grade in anyway. But, uh, and then also went off to college and fortunately met Ross uh, and Scott. <laughs> and it's just kind of, as we've said, it's kind of snowballed for there. And we've just kind of, throughout the whole time, we've kind of gravitated towards each other in terms of like our own kind of music, what we listen to, um, like similar interests and things like that. So, it was a no-brainer, kind of, just to eventually link up and, and kind of start something uh, with them too. And Greg, what about yourself? How, how does how does someone get into playing the drums? Because the guitars, I guess, is a bit sexier than a, than a drum kit. So how did you find? <laughs> how did how did the drums come to you? A lot of sex. It, it all goes kind of back to high school. Like, you, you, obviously, you start in your high school. You have obviously your GCSEs are doing your guitar, keyboard, and then you kind of start to touch on a wee bit of like your, your drums and stuff. Um, and I remember when the first time we were doing it and uh, the music teacher was like, nah, you've got no rhythm. It's, it's no for you. Stick to the guitar. And that kind of went, no, I need, I, I, I'm determined to do this. And back then, so our bassist, uh, his name's Fraser, but we call him, I, I know him, I've known him for 20 years as Haggy. He was he was well into his guitar. He used to play like classical stuff and that. And he got me into it, as, as Andy had mentioned there, like Metallica and those kind of bands. And I started watching the videos and watching Lars. And he's not the greatest drummer, but he, he, at the time, the music they were putting out, and you think, I, I want to do that. So he, I kind of started teaching myself and learning videos, watching videos and just going through it all. And then all of a sudden, you just kind of get into it. And I've, um, I've been in a few bands, all with, our bassist Aggie and we've all been in the same band a few of them were a wee bit heavier than what we are now um, and then we've got to so I, I used to work in the airport with Jordan from Arcade State and that's how I met Scott through him and then he introduced me to these two boys and that's how I became part of Spiral 6 
I love how intertwined some of these stories are between all these different bands who support each other and who, who all know each other. That's a great kind of backstory. So I, I guess we've kind of established how Spiral Cities have kind of come and are what they are. And I guess it's time to talk about the music itself. So I've listened to everything that you have on Spotify and already I can see an evolution, I guess, in the Spiral Cities sound starting from your first single, which was only last year set you free to the latest single always which i think is a cracker so i guess if anyone who doesn't know who, what spiral cities sound like or what what they do i guess one of you guys or all of you together like what what is spiral cities essentially i believe that's when you earned it <laughs> I don't when we, when we started spiral cities we wanted to be in a band that was just feel good music that people can listen to and dance to uh, and enjoy um, and we, we wanted to play gigs or like you look out and the, the audience is all dancing and just moving about and enjoying themselves. Um, so we kind of wanted to put the influences to the bands we like, like Smash and things like that, and then kind of intertwine them with your kind of modern kind of dance house music and things like that, and maybe try and uh, kind of build that kind of atmosphere within any gigs that we're playing so people can enjoy themselves and just listen to it whenever they want to, really. Um, I think there's, there's definitely like an 80s sort of influence, whether it's like Scott and the Synths and stuff, and the like the guitar likes your indie music and things like that as well. But the whole reason, you, we just kind of want to get people sort of dancing. And the more that we can try and do that and interact with the audience, we, we'll try to go for. So I I think major 80s influence and then just mixed in with like kind of, I don't know, some indie rock, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's a mixed bag. It's, as you said, it's it's kind of evolved into something that we, we don't even know what we're doing anymore. Every song we come up with is different. Um, but it's a good different, you know, it's enjoyable. And just also hope people enjoy it as well as much as we do. And I think the fact that we've all come from like slightly different backgrounds to so the, the music that we've learned and played all, over the years has kind of brought it into something different. So we're all bringing something different in each song and it's kind of making it a bit, we'll try to be as unique as possible. Yeah, definitely. I definitely hear that within your sounds, <clears> lots of different things going on. So, I mean, how does, how does the, how do the songs take shape? How does the process work? It seems like you've all got good influences and it's all coming together combined but did one of you write something and go to the other guys right here it is or is it just a case of getting all five of you in a room and jamming it and seeing where it goes Don't yeah, I, basically, I basically write everything every single thing you write everything you don't like <laughs> 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 now we usually start off with an idea and then one person's got in the band and then it just kind of brings it to us and then it just kind of it just goes for there really. Um, some songs can take I don't know, boom, into like fifteen minutes. Sometimes some songs can take boom, like six months, you know. Then, mm-hmm. um, but I it's usually usually just like, all of us have all got our input and we all kind of write stuff together. Um, a lot of the ideas come from sorry, Andy. A lot of the ideas come from like just I don't know, even just playing a riff on and just recording it in WhatsApp or whatever, and then just and then somebody else just like kind of takes it on and like maybe puts like keyboard chords to it or whatever guitar chords or. And then, obviously, when we take it to like the actual full band itself, like kind of Greg will, will do his bit and pieces with like drums and things like that. And then, like Haggy will just find a baseline, just from it nowhere, just straight away and stuff. And so it does work. The the, the kit, it does like. I mean, it doesn't yeah. always work. I say that. I say it works. It doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, a lot of times when you, you've you've got something I, and you think this is this is good. This is going somewhere. And then and the next time you come back to you went, that's garbage. Don't yeah. like to touch that again. And you never know, we might come back to it six months down the line. No, that's quite good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, Ross, Ross has had a song for like the last six months that we all bought hated. 
And then, as usual, um, but then this one, they kind of had a mix around it, came in the other week, film practice and played it, and something sounded different, and then we just get, it was just like that, the song was written, aye, just a brand new song altogether, uh, and aye, it just goes for something you didn't like to something you, you love, it's brilliant. They stand strong, even if it's the worst idea in the world, if you believe in it, you just go for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> have, you been, have you been surprised with the reaction that you've generally had, like looking at like your Twitter feed and people's comments around the last single in particular that I saw? Have you been surprised with kind of how, how positive the feedback has been for a relatively kind of new band, I guess? I just feel yeah, absolutely. I think, um, like, obviously Twitter is the community where it's at. Like, there's so much support on there for, like, kind of Indian new, new coming bands. And that everyone, I would say everyone's so supportive. And they just, the, the actual, as you say, the reaction from it is, at, at first, I thought this is, it's kind of mind-blowing. I was like, I, I did not see any of this coming. It's just the amount of shite bands I was in before, like, and if you go off stage and you're just like that, you feel so flat after it. And it's just, um, it's great to just even, especially the guy gets sleazy like a few months ago and stuff, just getting right back at it. And it's just some buzz just getting off the stage and everything. And folk are just yeah. like really like messages saying that's like, it's great and things. So it's, it's, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Everyone's so just so supportive on, especially on Twitter, Instagram, everything as well. But Twitter's just that community, as Greg said, everyone's just so supportive and, and kind of happy for you. There's no kind of grudge or, or anything like that it's, it's, it's good to be a part of it and then it does make you feel uh, good as, as Ross said to you know, see the comments come through yeah, it's a great community from what from what I've seen so far so you've mentioned live dates I mean have there been many since you've been able to gig again have, are you planning to do more and, and I guess how have you found the live dates so far I, I think so we've, we've had the two the two I, um, yeah. the first the kind of main the first gig with Sleazy's um, was it was fantastic obviously we it wasn't a headline slot, but we had uh, a massive crowd that came for us, which was, uh, I'd say, mind-blowing. It was brilliant. Even watching the videos back and hearing the clips and you seeing them all chanting your songs back to you, I think, how is this, how is this something that's happening right now? So, I mean, we, we want to get that as much as we can. Um, so, we, we played another gig back in, what, was it June? Just the start of June, me? In the garage, which, again, it was great. There was people um, there that weren't there for us, but we've picked well, them up as followers afterwards. So, I mean, it's it's definitely something we, we're trying to push on with as much as we can. The plan is to do, obviously, kind of a lot more than things. It's just, like, a, a lot of us have got stuff going on and things like that. Just now, like, Andy's just kind of waiting to get his, his shifts for his kind of rota and he's going to be on the rigs and things like that. And it's hard to kind of commit to stuff just now. And, obviously, I'll be in housebound with the, with the way and shit. And I just, there's, there's lots of different things. But once we obviously kind of know what we're doing we'll, we'll right. be waiting. we've we've got we've got a plan in place um once we once everything kind of calms down a bit um we know kind of a schedule we're going to be working towards uh, in terms of recording and then uh, our first kind of headline gig um near the end of the year and things like that so uh, we're kind of just kind of waiting to see for things to fall into place first of all right. and then we'll, we'll be back we'll be back up there great stuff exciting times exciting times definitely uh and a new arrival um for you ross which is uh going to be a uh, <laughs> a bit life-changing, uh, shall we say. So, if anyone hasn't heard Spiral Cities yet, I presume they can go on any streaming platform that they like and they, if you type in Spiral Cities, your wonderful music will come up uh, on any platform. Yeah, it should do. It should do. Hopefully the copyright people haven't got this for plagiarism yet, so it's still up there for now. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone wants to find you on social media, we've mentioned Twitter, so you can be found at Spiral Cities, but... I take it you're on Instagram and Facebook and anywhere else that anyone would expect to find an up and coming out. 
Yeah, yeah, you can find it. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. We, we try and keep Ross and Haggy away from it because they, they're just a bit of a liability when it comes to the socials. So we, myself and Dane Scott, try to take care of that as much as we can. Amazing. We're also on TikTok as well. <laughs> oh, you are on TikTok, did you say? <laughs> we are. Andy yeah. takes care of TikTok. That's actually... <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, gents, you've already mentioned kind of a few influences, but what individually, I guess, what are you guys into? What, is there anything at the moment that you're listening to? That, that we might not that you might not expect. So Ross, anything on your Spotify or your Hi Fi at the moment? I've got I've just been get like my mum gave me this piano, like an electric piano, and I've just been like nonstop playing it constantly, just fascinated by it. And all I've been listening to is just kind of like Pet Shop Boys and a band called Electronic from the nineties and stuff. That's um, Johnny Marr and Bernard Summers band so just just stuff like that that's what i've been kind of really into and working out different chords and stuff but yeah i've probably been doing people's heads in with it but every t- every like couple of days i'm probably sending like four chords on the piano and the group chat just be like what do you think of this what do you think of that that's a great idea whatever and like but yeah <laughs> <laughs> one out of hundred might make a hit but um... <laughs> all you need is that one so that's Maybe Back where stuff. the 80s influence might be coming from. So, Greg, what about you? Anything that you're listening to uh, at the moment? My, my influence has got all over the place. I can change in a, an instant from where I'm going. At the moment, I find myself, I'm listening to a lot of, kind of heavier stuff. Um, so, listen to like, Architects, The Devil Wears Prada, some brands, kind of newer, kind of heavier bands like that have kind of brought in a new style. Um, although, as I say, it can flip and turn, and I can end up listening to some 90s pop tune within seconds. <laughs> and what about you, Andy? Anything that you're listening to? At the moment, or, or maybe a different influence. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm just kind of the same as well. So I'm kind of, all, I love kind of eighties music and all that stuff as well. As I said, it's all boys and things. But man, I kind of the more, more music I kind of listen to nowadays is kind of it's like all DJs and like kind of house music and stuff. Usually, I'll kind of I'll find maybe a mix on SoundCloud or that. This is probably about I don't know, it's going to be like three hours long or something, and just stick it in, uh, and then just it's just all sorts of different house music tunes and dance tunes and things like that. And that's kind of how what I, what I kind of listen to and try and take influences from nowadays. Anyway, kind of different look look at the kind of music thing. Awesome, and that's obviously Spiral City's the sound then coming together from all those influences and the other two two guys as well bringing in their influences, and you can kind of see how it's all kind of mishmashing and making making it what it yeah. is. So, gents, let me take you back then. This was quite interesting to do this with the Heavy North last week to talk about first records because there was a few revelations that the other guys in the band didn't know about. So, Andy, I'll I'll start with you then. So, you seem quite young to me. You look you all look quite young, but spoken like you're might be a bit older than what I perceive you to be. So Andy, let's find out about your first record first. It might be a download or you might have gone into an H&V or a Woolies to buy it possibly. Andy, what was the first record you bought and, and what do you remember about it? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the very first record I bought was when, I think it was in Pop Idol was on. And uh, yeah, I, went down, <laughs> I went to the local Safeway with my mum because I wanted Gareth Gates to win instead of Will Young. And I bought Gareth Gates' CD. I can't, remember, I can't even remember the name of the song anymore, but... I remember going down there and, and buying that, but I unfortunately didn't win. But that's, that's probably my first story. Other than that, I'm not, I'm not really too sure. I, I don't know. Still, still influences me to this day, though. Tell you that. Yeah. I can see it in the hairstyle, Andy. <laughs> Lovely head of hair you got there, my friend. Rocking it out. Rocking it. <laughs> Greg, what about yourself? What about yourself, Greg? What, what was your first yeah, record? It's nowhere near Andy's story, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you where I got it from, but I just remember the first one was the Hybrid Three D Bellington Park. That was my uh, my first. Yeah. Yeah. Great album, that one. And Ross, 
What about you? Are you going to go the Gareth Gates way or are you going to, you're going to do a Linkin Park on us? I don't know. It's close, isn't it? It's tough. I'll be going. When you said that, the first thing that came to my head was that Wheatus album. Do you remember the one that was like kind of the squares, like the yellow and blue squares? The teenage yeah, stuff? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember that. Absolute shocker. I remember just, I, just watching that and repeat and uh, just... Like I say on this podcast, there's no guilt, there's no guilty pleasures, there's only pleasures, so it's always a pleasure to talk about music. So Gents, this podcast is all about people coming on, collating their own fantasy festivals. Are you guys big fans of festivals? And are you a big festival fan? Have you been to many? I, I used to, well, back in the day when Tina Park was about, I was going to that every single year. Um, I loved it. I can honestly say it was the best, best fest I've been to. Uh, Red and Louise have been there a couple of times. That's most I can have it. And then there's some day festivals that you usually get. Yeah, no, I'm a big, big, big fan. Big fan. Enjoy it. And what about you, uh, Greg? Big, big festival fan? Yeah, um, myself and Haggy, we used to we used to work at uh, Tina Park quite a lot. So we we got uh, the kind of inside track to that, um, and we also personally we would we went to the old Sonosphere Festival that kind of ran for a few years down at Nebworth. The kind of heavy metal fest wasn't there. Or it was just it's a brilliant experience, totally different. And what about you, Ross? Any any festival experiences? Were you a big fan of festivals? Aye, yeah, big time. Um, not going to say anything different. Tina Park, it's where just the one round here. Went to Rock Ness as well. That was good. Up north. And they're on this, the uh, guitar for us. Oh, what, what happened? <laughs> I know, I got all your eyes This is, uh, my, I bought a guitar in Argos for 30 quid, thinking that I would be playing Kumbaya in the, <laughs> the tent and all that. And then <laughs> when I came back and it was just bumped. And then I, I saw it in the, in some other guy's tent, it was flattened. So <laughs> I wasn't. Was it Andy's tent by any chance? <laughs> oh, it couldn't have been very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about your about the uh, the festival guitar. It's legend lives on though through the fantastical podcast and the way you tell yes. tell the story on it. So what about what about gigs then, gents? Do you have a favourite gig? So again, without giving away too many spoilers, I guess Ross, let's start with you. Do you have a favourite gig or any gigs that you look back on in particular that you just think, wow, that was my fave or or that was just an amazing gig to be at? I think the one at Chic Neil Rogers and Chic at Rock Ness when it was pissing down with rain that was brilliant. That was really good. Like that. Um, I've my mind's gone blank. I don't know. I can't think. And that that's just not only ever good gig. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What, what about you? What, what about you, Andy? Have you, can you remember any any gigs that you've been to that you look back on? I think wow. Aye, the one the one that kind of sticks out for me the most is uh, when Johnny Rath and the Sniffs came to Glasgow. He was playing the the late EBC uh, in Glasgow. Oh, it's yeah, gone down now. But I, me, me, and me, Scott and Ross went um, after college one day, and we, we, it was brilliant. I think it was his debut, his debut solo album that he did. And then uh, we, we ended up staying, staying after it, meeting them uh, after it as well, and got an autograph and talking away to them and things like that. So that kind of stands out there as, as probably the best one I've been to. Wow, sounds amazing and great. Aye, lovely you... guy. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. I imagine he he comes across you know, quite well on his social media and when he's in interviews, he comes across as quite a likable guy. Greg, any any favourite gigs for you? 
Yeah, it could be a couple. Um, but the one that kind of sticks out most notably would be again going back to Lincoln Park at Sonosphere. Um, again, as Ross said, it was it was uh, a night where it was pissing with rain. They'd been like, raining all day. The place was you know what festivals are like when it's raining. It's just like an absolute swamp. Um, and it just kind of stopped raining towards the end of their set. And it was obviously getting the chance to see Chester. That was the first time I've ever seen Lincoln Park live. And it was a phenomenal set to put on. Um, and it was just it's kind of that was a Saturday night as well. So it was just the perfect night. Great stuff. I, I only saw Linkin Park once on the Hybrid Theory tour at London Arena, but it was so it was so big and the sound was a bit shut. I can't really remember it um, yeah. very well, but I can imagine as they progressed with their careers, they became a very tight live band. So some great live experiences there. So like I said, the aim of the Fantastical podcast is getting our guests, so Andy, Greg and Ross, get to collate their fantasy festival by choosing any five acts. This might be quite fun because I, I think this may go... Uh, I'm not sure how this one's going to go. One act can play an album in full, and at the end of it, your fantasy festival, all your five acts can come together to perform one song. So very simple, five acts take five time slots. So like I mentioned earlier on, I had the Heavy North on last week. So Jose, Kenny and Steve collated their Electric Soul Fantasy Festival. In their opening slot, they had the Kinks, so it was a good shout there. Super Seconds, they had Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. Midway Madness, they had Jimi Hendrix, followed by James Brown in the pre-headline slot. And for their headline act, they went for Pink Floyd. And for their encore, they went for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So, gents, you don't have to make your minds up yet on your band, but we do need to call your fantasy festival something, and we do need to give it a venue somewhere. So I, I guess it's probably a good time to say, how did the name Spiral Cities come about? Was that a unanimous decision, or, or who thought of that one? We had a song name, um, and then we realised that it was taken, so we had to change it <laughs> quickly. I know, just because me and Ross and just thought as well, I've just also had heavily influenced by the Smiths and also John Mars, a hero. So one of his songs, we were looking for a band name, and one of his songs is called Spiral Cities. Uh, and we just thought that back in a kind of, I mean, nod to him, uh, and we all kind of liked it, like agreed on it. And plus, we needed a band name Rapid, so <laughs> it just, just had to go for it. <laughs> it, it. It wasn't the worst of the lot that was suggested. Me and Haggy just went, I think, well. I think what do is for copyright now that we said that, but. Just a pals one, though, you'll get it sort of. I were pals. One time, yeah. <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> so, gents. Fantasy Festival naming. Anyone want to take the lead and name the Fantasy Festival? Ross, I guess you've got a baby to name soon, so you might have a lot of names floating around in your head. But anyone Ooh. anyone thought of anything that they would call their Fantasy Festival? I've got one, but I'll let, I'll let the boys say theirs first. No, that's all right. On you go. I go, go, go for it. Go for it. It was a toss-up between Andy Arthur as well, like a loser. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or um, just keep it simple and call it the Spiral Sessions. I like it. All right, Spiral Sessions. I like that. So spiral we've got Spiral Sessions. sessions. Like so, gents, you can take us anywhere in the world. You can take us to Sleazy's if you want to keep it local. You can take us to your favourite footy ground. You can take us across the pond to the States, Australia, <laughs> New Zealand, somewhere glamorous, somewhere that's a dump. Anywhere you want to go where you think will suit your fantasy festival. Anywhere in particular you gents want to take us for Spiral Sessions? Ross, do you think we could out-number Andy here with our favourite stadium? Uh, well, we might alienate half a Glasgow for you. It's a good shout. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't see... I know, I know. Sorry, Jess, I can't right. see any green or any blue in the background, so I'm none the wiser as to what, what colour of Glasgow you, you gentlemen are. <laughs> Well, me and Greg are from the blue side, and then young Andrews, unfortunately, the dark side, the green side. <laughs> <laughs> we're mixed, we're not alienating one fan base, we're, we're open. all friends. 
opened or were offering. Um, I would, I would, I know it's, it's kind of obviously a bit, well, I know it's unreal, also, but probably um, I'd, I'd take it back to Balado, man, back to where Team the Park was. Um, just bring it all back there, man, with the brilliant memories. Awesome. So let's go back to Bilardo. I think that's been a venue mentioned a couple of times and it's a great venue to have a fantasy festival at. So spiral sessions taking place at Bilardo. I guess because we haven't really got our five, that we can't really talk about acts who aren't going to make it, I'm guessing, unless you do have a five. And if there's any no. acts who you... No. <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> Miss Axin. Johnny Ma. Johnny Ma. This mess. Johnny Ma. All right. So gents, opening act then. So you can have five acts starting at two o'clock with your opening act. So your first act, get an hour to play. Johnny Marr and the Smiths should only play once, I reckon, because I right. think that's the way this might go. Any other <laughs> suggestions that you all agree on, or does one of you just want to go, right, this is our opening act, and this is how we're going to do it? You want to take the opening one, Andy or Greg? I only go, Andy. I get yours out of the way. Well, off the top of my head, um, it's a bit rubbish for opening, man, but I think Harry Styles would, would be great for a festival. Uh, uh, you seen him, man? Brilliant. That's good. So good I, tunes and everything, so I think I'd be able to five. Well, will you pick one then? I'm I'm happy to throw Harry Styles into the mix. He's never been chosen before uh, on the Fantasy Festival, so we've got a new act to name on there. So, Andy, your choice. Why why him for a Fantasy Festival? I just think, well, I think he's probably, at the moment, his, his tunes that he's coming out with are brilliant. He's probably one of the biggest acts on the planet right now. Um, and he, he puts on, obviously, a good stage show and things like that. Um, and he, I was looking up as well. He's, he, he writes kind of all his own tunes. He also got other people in that, but... He's, uh, he writes it all in a uh, performance, so I think good, good opener. There you go, stay in there. Great stuff. So Harry Styles is opening Spiral Sessions. He plays from 2 till 3 o'clock. Take half hour break, and it'll be time for your Super Seconds Act, half 3 till half 4. So it's Andy's chosen the first one. So Greg or Ross, let's put your money where your mouth is in. One of you guys can choose your Super Seconds Act. What about uh, Zayn Malik? Are we just going to go through the entire One Direction? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, there were about five people at this gig. <laughs> what about, Andy, what about Blanny? Could do. No. Could no. Do. And you, you, <laughs> you had a good beef for Harry Styles, you want to pick oh. a, an obsolete Edinburgh band. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I don't know who you're talking about now. It's, a band. <laughs> it's an Edinburgh band called Boani Junction, and I don't know where they've gone. They've disappeared recently. And me and Andy were they just were good. them as well. Aye. They were, they were really good back in the day. I think they're kind of, we've called it quits now. You don't really hear them, but they were, they were brilliant back in the day, Boani Junction. Okay. I've never heard of them, but I'm happy to get them in the fantastical vaults. So, Bellane Junction, is it? Boani Junction. Bellane Junction. Okay. Right. I mean, what do, I've never heard of them. What do they, people listening to this, because I know a lot of people in Scotland listen, will probably be going, yeah, that's a great shout. But for anyone who's yeah. never heard of them, like me, what, yeah. what do they say? If you can say what they sound like, what 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 do they sound like, essentially? They're just kind of, like, indie, but, like, their harmonies, they've got a bit of a, the guitarist has got a bit of a kind of Caribbean influence a wee bit, where he's, yeah. he's, he's I, I don't know, it's, it's a wee bit strange. It's kind of like Paul Simon Graceland vibes, that kind of style with the guitar and that, so, yeah. Hard to describe, but yeah, they are. It's just kind of they're kind of poppy indie. Check them out, and if they listen, sort your life out and get back together. <laughs> <laughs> a great shout! We always put together a fantastical playlist. So if they're on Spotify, we'll get a few tunes by them 
in their fantastical playlist. It's always good to get new or acts who people might not have heard of out there. And I had a lovely message today from uh, someone in the Baines. I can't remember the singer's name. So if you're listening, apologies. But he's just discovered a band called Hightown Pirates. And I had Simon uh, from the Hightown Pirates back in episode 47. So this is a great, great platform for discovering acts who may have passed you by. So I appreciate the message I got today. And there's so many great bands out there who may have been missed previously. So go and listen to Bellani Junction. And I hope I'm saying it right. I'm making a fall out of myself. So there your super seconds act. Two acts down. Three acts left. So we got Midway Madness lot from five till six. Greg, I think it's only fair that you select the Midway Madness act before we get onto the final two acts of Spiral yeah. Sessions. So, Greg, you've mentioned some great acts already. Your fa- fantasy festival choice. Who are you going to have as Midway Madness? There's a band that I've always loved that, that I think will put on a brilliant show every time they come and I try to see them as much as I can. Stereophonics. Ah. Oh. Great shout. So the Stereophonics have been mentioned time and time again on the podcast. They always get mentioned when people talked about missed acts. They've never been selected, so they break their duck after 97 episodes. There's going to be a lot of happy people out there. Greg, <laughs> why, why are the Phonics for you? And for me personally, I'm all about like the first two albums. I don't mind the new stuff, but I'm all about Word Gets Around, Performance and Cocktail, all that era. So Greg, why, yeah. what, why for you and what songs would you want to hear from the Phonics? The classics, to be honest, I, I kind of picked them because they were one of the first bands I ever seen. I remember I was, I couldn't have been much more than about 14 or something, and I went with my sister's ex boyfriend, or sister's boyfriend at the time, and um, it's going back a while ago. And basically, I said, I'll get a ticket for the points to go. And I was like, absolutely, went, and it was probably one of the best nights I've had. As one of the first gigs that you remember, I think that was incredible. Great shout. So, Kelly and the boys finally make it onto a fantastical lineup. They're going to play from five till six in Midway Madness. So we have to take a half hour break after that. Now we've got two acts left. First act will be pre-headline act. They're going to play from half past six to eight o'clock. So I've got a feeling at some point Johnny Marr might make an appearance, but I don't want to put names in your heads or words in your mouth. But pre-headline acts, who are you gents going to pick? See, I've got in my head who would be the headline right now. And it's no Johnny Marr, I'll tell you that right now. What about you could put the. Get, I was going to save him for last. No, so get, get, get MJ in the pre headline then. Aye. Right, yeah, Michael yeah, Jackson in the pre headliner. Michael Jackson pre headliner. It seems like it's pretty much agreed on. So why. I guess why MJ, and he only gets an hour and a half as well. So again, any essential tracks that you need to hear in that 90 minute slot from MJ? Smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. It's got to be just the whole the whole choreograph, the whole choreography. Um, Doing the whole video, uh, the, the smooth crew. It's my probably my favourite video of all time. So as long as he gets up there and does that for an hour and a half, then I'd be happy. Um, but all the other ones as well, hopefully Billy Jean and all the rest, at the class. Great stuff. Is that a unanimous? Are you all unanimous on that? We're all happy to have Michael Jackson as as uh, the pre headliner. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yep. if it means we get to see Andy's rendition of Smooth Criminal. Then I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Great shout. So MJ is making his fourth fantasy festival appearance he's going to be your pre-headliner so gents we've got an amazing first four acts of your fantasy festival so at half past eight it'll be time for your headline act so your headline act gets to play from half eight to eleven o'clock to close the spiral sessions so gents who's gonna be your headliner or is that a silly question <laughs> Take um, him. the smiths definitely get out number for that <laughs> <laughs> so Do Two against one, so it's Ken Smith, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is, isn't it? 
So fifth time. Oh, yeah, fifth you time. were going to pick Queen as well, weren't you? Queen with Freddie with obviously the original lineup with Freddie Mercury, of course. Well, why don't we just do the Queen is Dead album from start to finish? <laughs> 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 that's, that's some compromise. <laughs> that, that, that could be your album in four if you wanted to go down that route that album has been spoken about before and is a fantastic album and does fit in nicely um, or you can have a Queen song as your encore but obviously Queen can't perform it but going back to the Smiths then, it sounds like Ross and Greg sorry Ross and Andy in particular that was always going to be your fantasy headliner from what I can yes. gather has that, that, that been the case? yeah yeah, definitely I think he's from I don't know if I'm speaking for Andy here as well I'd imagine so but it's just totally changed the way that you look at a guitar, totally just f- flipped on its head, the way that he plays and stuff, and it's you write songs differently and you, you play things a bit differently, and it's just it's just magic, the way that he plays. Yeah, he was. Definitely. No, I definitely agree, yeah. Aye. It sounds like when you've met when you've met him and from listening to him, he's made quite the impression on you, is, is how I, know. I perceive it. I doubt it was probably the other way, because I I think I probably totally made an arse of myself when I met him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was good. He was brand new. He was a really nice guy and stuff. So no, it was great. He took like about maybe 10 minutes of his time to just chat to us about band names and football and stuff. And I, it was great. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I've got a bloody photo though. That's the only thing. Andy's got a bloody photo <laughs> Delters and I've just got this bloody photo. That's probably for the best to be filmed. <laughs> <laughs> So, gents, any, any songs, again, the Smiths get two and a half hours, but anything maybe less obvious that you'd want the boys to play? Some girls are bigger than others. Aye, that has to be. Yeah. Um, it's just his, his guitar on that song is just, it's just incredible. The lyrics are obviously, they kind of take away from the guitar, but it's just the stuff that he's playing. I think me and Ross have played that to each other countless, countless of times, looking in each other's eyes, man, frothing <laughs> over it. So, um, that's, that's probably one it'd be good to see, I think. Great stuff, great stuff. So the Smiths are going to play for two and a half hours and they're going to be your headline act at Spiral Sessions. Then at 11 o'clock, they're going to bring out Michael Jackson, the Stereophonics, Bellari Junction and Harry Styles. And they all get to play one song. So their song could be any song ever. It doesn't have to be a song by any of those five acts. It can be a Queen song. It can be any song that you boys want to have them perform. <laughs> any songs in particular right. you want the Smiths mash of right, amazing mate, artists to play? What was that, Andy? Right, you take us one then, Greg, since yeah. you're at number two there. You probably, you probably won't agree, but my, my song for the multi play would be obviously Queen, if I'm choosing one of them. Uh, it would be The Show Must Go On. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a brilliant song, I'd probably agree with that, yeah. That's what my favourite Queen song. What about the, the School of Rock song, where they sing at the School of Rock? We get some attacking. Give us a break again, Ross. Give us a break again. What? Sing it for us. Make it straight easy. We were stuck in the dumb days. <laughs> 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 Maybe that, that'll just almost go on. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to go with you, Jim. Love the two, can you? But as long as the School of Rock songs last, but as long as that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think the Fantastical panel have allowed that because I do like that uh, School of Rock song. So you get two encores, <laughs> three of you, gents. We're approaching 100, so it's a celebration time. So I'm going to allow two encores for that. Yes, so I passed yeah. that. That's happening as long as you guys are wearing shorts and school uniform to come out and play some guitar on that track. That'll <laughs> be <laughs> So let's lock your fancy festival in before you guys change your mind. So we've got Spiral Sessions taking place at Bellardo Airfield. Open Act, Harry Styles, Super Seconds, Bellari Junction, Midway Man, the Stereophonics, 
pre-headline act, Michael Jackson, headline, we've got the Smiths, and they're probably going to play The Queen Is Dead in full. And you get two encores in this one. We've got The Show Must Go On. And uh, it's not called Score the Rock, is it? That song. That's called... Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's oh, called. But that maybe we're going to I don't know. <laughs> that song, anyway, is your other encore. Gents, are you happy to have that as your headline festival and lock that into the Fantastical Vaults? Yeah, 100%. Amazing stuff. So, gents, that's almost it. But before we go, then, the future, I know there's a lot of changes going on. And you said you've got, like, a plan, I guess, for, like, the future. So, I guess, what, where, where, where do you guys see Spiral Cities and where, where do you want to take it? I think we want to take it as far as we can, really. Um, if we can start punting out songs as often as we can, get a build an EP, get even towards album states, would be amazing. Start playing festivals, that kind of thing, would be outstanding. We've got a couple of tracks which were kind of all lined, already lined up to fire out over the next few months. So um, yeah, that's kind of the, the direction we're heading in right now. Yeah, definitely. I think we we want to just kind of make as many people happy with the music that we can, uh, and hopefully we can, can take them away for. They've got going on or whatever in life and just enjoy themselves and they can come and see us or listen to our music for that as well. Great stuff. So let's give it one final shout in. So Spiral Cities can be found on all social media. So go and give the boys a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and even TikTok, which is an amazing platform mm. to be on. And gents, give yourselves a, a big push in, I guess, for the music. So where can people find you? And yeah, let, let's let's give it a push. Yeah. If you want to try, check out our tunes, man, just head straight over to Spotify. We've got the three tunes on there. We've got them on Apple Music, we've got them on Amazon Music. Um, we've got clips and stuff on and YouTube as well. A couple of music videos up there which we've done. Um, that's your ideal place to find our tunes. Beautiful yeah. stuff. So that is it then. Thanks to everyone for listening to the 97th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this one, please subscribe. Give the Fantastical Podcast a review on Apple if that's how you're listening. If you're listening on Spotify, you can go and rate the show. So please do because the more recommendations it gets, the better. And don't forget, we are also on Twitter as our Spiral City. So if you don't follow us, give us a follow at Fantastical Plea. Fantastical plea, Fantastical P. Unfortunately, can't play music on podcast, but I'll get some tracks from the boys. We'll make a nice little Spotify playlist and we'll get some bands that have been mentioned on there and some Spiral Cities track onto the playlist. So, gents, massive thank you. Episode 97, done and dusted. How have you found it? Have you found out anything different from each other that you thought you wouldn't find? And, and how have you found the experience? Definitely found out, but uh, Ross is One Direction. Obsession. <laughs> I've enjoyed that man. I thought this has been brilliant. Yeah, it's been good fun. Yeah, Um, it's been been a pleasure being on. It's been good. I know. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's been great. It's great to have some, you know, really good bunch of guys on there. And again, a great band. Really exciting to see where you go next. I can already see the different influences already shaping those three tracks. I'm really excited for you, gents. Ross, I wish you well, mate, and hope the new arrival comes into the world safe and soundly. And, uh, doesn't keep you up too late at night, mate. But, mate, you can be up writing tunes on the guitar at three in the morning. Mate, everyone wins. Yep, that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she makes your life a hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be back soon, everyone. Episode 98 on the way next week. So make sure to join me. But until then, stay safe, my fantastical friends. Please continue to spread the word. And that word is fantastical. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.